Lance Isios. Isios. You nailed it. How'd you get it the first it. time, bro? You know how many times I, I've heard the wrong pronunciation? <laughs> I watched you on that show that you were on. It looked like the Today Show or something like that. And I oh. got the pronunciation and I wrote in parentheses next to your name, E-A-S-Y space O-H-S-T, Easy Oast. Oh, smart. smart <laughs> I got it. Dude, I've I had every it. single pronunciation for that. So it's like people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it just makes it, you know, it's just funny to hear the different pronunciations, but I appreciate it's kind, it. It's, it's kind of rude to uh, not get your name right coming on the podcast. So yeah, it's the least I can do. <laughs> yeah. Dude, sure, I was, bro. I was scrolling through your podcast on your website, 335 episodes. That is a lot of episodes. How long did that take you? Let me see. We started in December, 2018. We started out with two episodes a week. Then we went hard for three episodes a week. And then now we're down to one. So we would be probably at 400 now if I was keeping that pace. But as you know, it's a lot of energy, a lot of hours. And I was just like, all right, you know, this is, this is a lot. I need to like scale it back. So yeah, since December, 2018, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I am at a hundred and I don't even know. I think this is 114, but that I know how many that is. I don't know if people realize how how much effort all, all of these podcasts are. Yeah, bro. And I was scrolling through your list of people. There's seven people that I've had on that you had on. Uh, so we got some overlap. We got some. You've had some fucking great guests, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, who's, one who, who one that like? really stood out to me was Patrick Bet David. I love him, man. <laughs> he's he's honestly, dude. I think he's one of the most important. Do people on the planet right now as far as like his awareness his knowledge like you watch him on joe rogan and i was like dude this guy is like i was so happy he went i was on like there. this guy is next level like look i've heard him lots but like i was just listening to him and i'm like this is who we need and he's trying to kind of wake yes. up joe he's kind of educating joe because joe's just super <laughs> like he's disconnected from a lot of things because i think he has to be in some sort because it gets you know there's so many people trying to shut them down it was the N- the are you talking about the nft thing well just yeah there's just stuff like that and i i feel like yeah you know joe rogan's on top of a lot of shit and he has been over the years but i just felt like uh patrick beck david was just i was like man this guy is just yeah so kudos to you dude i listen i listen to his podcast uh he has his own podcast and he's got a couple guys now actually here's a question for you here's one thing i like about patrick david Patrick Beth David's podcast. He has on reoccurring characters like him and this guy, Adam Sosnick, Sauce, who I've had on my I've actually ran through Valuetainment is their thing. I've ran through like everyone on there and I've had him on my podcast, but he has on the same people and, and they just and sometimes they'll bring a guest in. And, and, but if you turn on Patrick Beth David podcast, it's him and two of the same people that are there all the time. So there's no introductions and they kind of jump right into it. And it's not a new guest every time, which is different than Joe Rogan, different than me, different than you. A uh, part of me likes that. Do you, does any of that part, uh, part of that sound appealing to you having the same yeah, person I, every time? I like that in a sense. I mean, Rogan used to be like that with Red Band back in the day, man. Remember? Early. Yeah, early. But that, that was like, yeah. that was like my beginning days of Rogan. And I, I really liked that. I, I like the idea of 
having the personalities because it's kind of like a radio show. You know, you listen to in the morning and there's like the different personalities. Yes. You you know that. And you're like, you know that. that guy's an idiot or that guy's awesome. And they kind of just <laughs> mesh and you look forward to somebody saying something about something or like, I don't know. I, yes. I, I like that idea a lot. I think it's, yeah. I think it's when great. I, when I watch Joe Rogan, which of course I do, I pick and choose which episodes I like to watch based upon who the guest is. Yeah. If it's somebody that I'm familiar with or Patrick or David, of course I'm turning that on. Yeah. I'll read the little quick bio and decide if I'm watching it based on that. If it's something I'm not, I'm not a big hunting person. If you have someone on like that, maybe I'll check a little bit out of it little bit but with Patrick Red David he still has some people on but they have the reoccurring guests and I and I like that element of the podcast and uh it's different but I don't know that's you're right a radio show a lot of radio shows are like that you know the personalities you know the inside jokes you turn it on it's easy listening no introductions part of me likes that yeah I mean to be honest with you I haven't watched a lot of his podcast I have a little bit I tuned into one he was talking about Howard Stern he was talking about the Spotify deal Joe Rogan did. I think that was one of the only ones I listened to. And to be honest, I kind of forgot about it. I I just like his valuetainment, man. Like, right. I love that too. Like, I was just like, man, this guy is, uh, he's knowledgeable, but it's, he's so well-rounded and it's like, it's entertainment and it's value. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I I really think he is on the rise. If somebody asked me right now, who is like the one person you're listening to the most at the moment, I would say him. I would say him for sure. Yeah, dude, and, because uh, it's, and, I, and I know him. it's he's my friend. Of course, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> really especially right now with for truth. It's hard to find true journalism or true media that is that doesn't have some sort of hidden motive or Angle. agenda. You know who else is really good is Russell Brand. He mm, is, I like Russell Brand. I don't watch him as much. But he's coming out like just he's he's like real honest journalism right now, even on Instagram, bro. Like he's always talking about things. He's got his uh, his notes. And I just really appreciate people that just educate themselves and just take it upon their own to be like, hey, here's I don't know everything, but here's what I do know. And I want to share it with you, you know, right. and that's important. And, and you know, because we can get really stuck in our own lane and our own ways. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to like talk about things that and learn about things from somebody that you wouldn't think like, for instance, Russell Brand, you know, a comedian and Hollywood and all that shit. And now he's like this very interesting, very smart guy. But I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that because it's hard to know who to trust, man. It's hard to know right. who's got, in, who's got a, who, who's being paid off. Who's this, who's that. It's like, I really like that. And I like that about Patrick Beck. David also is because I just feel like he's, he's true to what, what he thinks is true, what he's learned from. There's no BS, you know, and that's tough to find. Yeah. It is tough to find. It's rare. Okay. So if your podcast blows up so big and whoever the establishment is, or someone comes to you and they are, they say to you, they say, Lance, we want you to start using your voice and, and your audience to to subtly pitch our propaganda and we will make you rich and famous. That is appealing. It is appealing. Um, I, I could, it, it, it all depends on the values. It depends on what it is. I mean, if it's something that's completely out of alignment with my values and it gives me a shitty feeling, then I'm not doing it, man. Right. You know, like, to be honest, 15 million bucks. Well, it de- depends on what it is. <laughs> right. Right. Of course. Say it's like, I don't know. 
the same propaganda that a CNN or I couldn't or do like it. MSNBC. Couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. It probably wouldn't work with your brain. I just, I do like the work that I do on myself. I have to be in truth. I can't be full of shit. And I, you know, when I suck and I, and I, I make mistakes, I admit it. I share the journey where I'm at. I don't pretend to have it all figured out, but you know, from where I've come to where I am now, I like to share the, what it is. And that's just where I'm at. I, I really Real. work on just speaking the way I, I actually am. So mm-hmm. I just, I think, I think about the long game and I just think about, you know, what am I doing? You know, like, what is the, what is the value of what I'm saying? And I, I believe that if you stay in true to who you are and you're not trying to be somebody else or you sell out your audience and whoever is meant to listen to you will show up, even if it takes longer. But again, I think those are just shortcuts, you know, like people trying to like switch who they are to become this person. And yeah, of course it's look, I haven't been faced with that problem and I don't know if you have, (laughs) I I, I, can't, I mean, no, I can only no. be honest and say where I'm at right now, I would say I, I don't think so. But I mean, as far as I know about me in this present moment, I really work on trying to not be full of shit and just be myself the best I can. My vocab's not Being the best. Real. You know, I don't try and be, you know, and sometimes I'm like, man, that I sound like a trucker the way I speak sometimes, but that's how I speak, you know? So yeah, man, I, it's a tough call because I think a lot of people are facing that. I've had some friends yeah. that are blowing up in the health and wellness space and yeah. they've been asked to promote different things. And mm. there he's just called them out right on their, right on their social media <laughs> and been like, is this happening to everybody? Like, what is this? And it's really yeah. interesting. Cause it's like, man, good for you. Good for being you. real. Being real is a special, a special quality. And I just thought of this as you were saying it, Russell Brand, I haven't, he hasn't been in any Hollywood movies lately. No, man. He's, he's, he's probably blacklisted from Hollywood for having nuanced political conversations, which are non-biased and regular and normal and just not being angry at another side for an opposing opinion, which is the right way to, to be. I, I He's not been in any no, movies. I mean, I think he's a great actor. I think too. it's happened to people that, you know, when you speak out against, you get blacklisted, right? You know, you, yeah, you, you even see what happened to Nicki Minaj, man. Like that was crazy, you know? And, and that's just the reality, yeah. right? So it's hard, man, because everybody's faced with this like moral dilemma about, you know, what's true to me versus what's true to somebody else. Like, what am I supposed to say? What can't I say? What can I say? It's really challenging because it doesn't do anybody any good to get censored. Right. So there's a, there's, we know that, right especially Hollywood and that. And yeah. Like they, and you know that people are going to get shut down and we've seen it. So it's like, how do you convey your message in the best way without, you know, going hard one way or hard the other way? It's kind of like, how do you dance in the middle right. where you can still resonate with the people that may hate you without getting shut down? I think that's the key. And, you know, it's tough, man. And I think Russell Brand has done a great job with kind of navigating that because He's not necessarily saying that what he says is right. He says, look, I don't, I don't know either way. He's just thinking. This He's is thinking just out the, loud. This, this is just the stuff that I've been presented with. Now you make your best decision. You know, and and I mm-hmm. think that's important in how we convey our messages because we know what the outcome is if we say certain things. And it's like, okay, 
it almost gets it challenges us is challenges us to be better at how we deliver our message. It's like, how do right. I do this without getting shut down in a way that kind of makes people <laughs> think differently and make different decisions? You know. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. If you if you got canceled, do you think it it might be a positive? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I would love to be I would it, love to be canceled because that means that people will be talking but about then me. It's like how are, how be, are anybody going to how's anybody going to hear? Especially if you got a massive audience like how it's like Right, right. It's great be, Canceled, canceled meaning like off of YouTube, like Alex Jones or, or yeah, Trump, even yeah. or whatever. Just like off. He's not of even the allowed platforms. on Twitter, and the Taliban are. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so man. funny. It's crazy stuff we're dealing with. I, mean, I don't know. It's um, it there's a fine line right now, between, between that. Like it's it's really we're in some really interesting times, and I think it's really important yeah. to really th- sit back and be like, how can I convey my message, my truth to the world in a way that's true to me, but doesn't get shut down. Like, how do we do that? Right. <laughs> and there's people that are doing it, but right. it's, it's challenging, man. It's like, I think Rogan does a good job with it too. It's like very, Amazing. and Patrick that David says some shit, but they say it in a way that doesn't get them shut down. And I think if you have a message, right. the worst thing you can do is get shut down. Right. I mean, <laughs> and if you're, yeah, if you're big enough, it'll, 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 It'll be news. People will fight for you. Then you have people on your side and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work for Trump, so it doesn't really work. If canceled is like getting off the platforms, then that's a different thing than just like, you know, people not listening to you yeah. and stuff. But it's a, it's, a, it's adversity, right? That's what we talk about. Adversity. Yeah, I mean, it's real life adversity that we're dealing with. And, you know, everybody's perspective on life is different and what they're going through it's their own adversity and it really comes down to perspective you know like how do you see it do you see it as something yeah. that's you know in the way or do you see it as an opportunity you know i like to use the word dance because it is it's a dance it's like boxing it's like trying to move around you know you take one to give one these kind of things and and i think it really is your perspective on how you see it and it's 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 an opportunity, man. Like these, these times are challenging, but you can either sit in the shit, be a victim, or you just step into it. Right. And empower yourself and and do the things. Right. And that message is never gets old. Like adversity. Why, why did you decide to make your podcast about the university? Yeah. Adversity. Why do you like talking about a great question? And it's, 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 it really just kind of happened. I went through a lot of shit in my, in my, uh, in my story, you know, as we all do. And I just came to a point where, you know, I had just recently decided to leave the bar industry, which I worked in many years was very toxic. I lost my brother to suicide, my dad to cancer. It was in a very short period of time. And I've told the story, but I think it's really important. And to be honest with you, bro, I was, I was, I wanted to make a change and that word adversity is just a word that I really liked. I really liked it. And it really felt like it, 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 it resonated with me a lot. I was like, oh, this, I, I, this is, this is, this is me. This is the thing. And, you know, because of podcasts, I learned a lot from Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, Bulletproof Radio, Dave Asprey, all the old school ones since like 2011. And I was like, I need one of these things. 
you know, we're talking about radio shows. It's always been something I was like, I love the idea of like just going and talking shit and whatever. And Mm -hmm. for me, where I was at in that point of time, I needed inspiration in my life. That was what lit me up. And to know that somebody went from something to something else, got out of the shit. I was, I, I liked that. And I realized, I was like, well, what if I can figure out a way to be able to convey my story in a way that is in a podcast form. And then I can also, you know, have people on and have conversations about their story because I get inspired by people and their stories. And then, you know, I like to have a conversation. I don't like to just bang questions back and forth. I always love to like, really like, you know, feed, feed off each other. Like we're doing now. Um, and, and then, you know, that, that barrier gets broken down and you can see like the trust open up with the person. And I realize like the magic that is created from sharing a story of vulnerability and truth. Cause we all have it. Everybody has it no matter what, if somebody has it all figured, feels like they have it all figured out. They're all just a scared boy or girl at one time. And they're, they've mm-hmm. grown up and they've gotten good at a facade. They've gotten good at a story, but they all have something that that some deep something that's affected them. And if you can, I found if you can get to that and open that up, it's a beautiful thing. And people get a lot of value from that. So um, I, yes. I just knew I had to do the podcast. I didn't give a shit about everybody, you know, Oh, podcasts are too hard, but I was like, I don't care. I don't care what <laughs> they're doing. I don't care. I got in tunnel vision. I said, this is what I'm doing. I didn't know what I was doing, bro. Like I'd intro somebody and I just like, I just, I, I just did it. I didn't get too much influence. Cause I was like, I just want to do this. I still don't know. None of I'm us doing. do. Like, that's the beautiful thing is like, you just <laughs> got to operate from, from truth again and like stop listening to what everybody says about how it should be. It's like, man, just own it. And I just, as I started to do that, it was like, things just started to kind of align good people. And then I was like, okay, I got something here as far as like what I feel is aligned with what I'm doing. And as I started to continue on, I started to heal a lot of my old shit. And I was like, Whoa, I feel different. I'm having these high level conversations with people. I'm like, Whoa, I feel different. I feel more confident. I feel like I'm Mm. becoming the person that I was looking up to versus like, Oh, putting people on pedestals all the time. And you know what I mean? Like you kind of like you have these conversations and you sort of evolve into that because it just becomes what you're doing all the time. Right. Yeah, dude, I have two, I have two thoughts. One is my favorite American president of all time, Teddy Roosevelt, his mom and his wife died on the same day. And that reminds me of you. Cause you said you had uh, your brother and your dad die around the same time. And he went on to be one of the greatest American presidents. So mm-hmm. that's a good sign because adversity makes you stronger. But also I posted today on my Instagram, uh, just like raw, vulnerable. I, I feel like kind of lost and it's, it's, it's people like that more than I know all the answers. I know everything. I mean, you said you got stronger through all these conversations, learning about other people's adversity. Like that is powerful. And are you, do you feel like you're, just like a superhuman now, as far as if anything bad happens, you're going to, yeah, I just feel like it almost takes you off the hook to realize you're not alone. Sometimes we think that we're the only one going through shit and you start to talk to people and you're like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not alone at this. We're all going through this. And I think that's the relatability that we all need 
especially now people need to be able to understand that it's tough at times, but somebody's going through something worse or something you've been through. And I just think that's important. And for me, I've just gotten better at understanding what adversity really is and how to move through it. And just to understand that it's essential and it's what we talk about later. When we get to somewhere, we don't talk about how easy it was. We talk about the shit that we went through. So if I want to talk about things later about my success that I've created, I better go through some shit along the way. Right. Otherwise it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, it was easy. I just, mm-hmm. I just started this and it was all dude. I go through shit every single day. So I swear a lot. I, every single day, I'm, I, even with, I was going through, you know, stuff with my own business and being an entrepreneur, it's so challenging at times because it's, we have to face ourselves. And that's really the only thing is yes. overcoming ourselves every day. Most people will encourage us along the way, you know, like people want to see you win for the most part. Right. And I know for me, it's always been, for me, it's been, I have been the, the thing that has been in the way is just overcoming myself. When I overcome myself, things yeah. just seem to flow. But um, what about you? Let me ask you that. Like with your everyday life and your business and your podcast, like what is that for you? Like what do you, what is your challenge or your obstacle that you got to yeah. face? Is it usually yourself or is it the externals? Um, I'm actually going through, like I said, I posted yeah. something on my Instagram today about, I'm going through a little bit of adversity right now. So I have a business. I have sell monogrammed clothing. Uh, I have 17 employees and I just bought a 22,000 square foot for you. And I like to, and I, yeah, thanks. But I like to say that, you know, if I'm bragging, but like cash flow, man, it's, it's, I, I, well, we might get to 7 million in sales this year, maybe six, probably six, but it's like I have negative bank accounts all the time. And but the next day there's 20,000 about to drop in, but then I have payroll coming. And I have a, a payment coming. So I'm running a real, a real uh, like business with, with, with employees. I decided to buy, uh, hire a purchasing person. Uh, I decided to take one of my printers and move them into receiving like all those like little decisions. I hire operations manager, uh, Facebook ads and, and branding on the sales side. Uh, I'm running like a real business and, and I, it's going great. I, I can't complain, but I do, I have paid over $10,000 this year in, in overdraft fees. And like, it just, it's just wow. so annoying. And, um, but, but I mean, but okay. So, but I can't complain about that because we're, we're buying more inventory because we have more space and then I owe the suppliers money. And, uh, but I, I have a great operations manager, uh, my wife is running the business. She helps with the sales because like girls and stuff like that. She makes the emails. Uh, I've been doing this for years. Like, and, and I kind of have the business down now that I'm in this new building. Uh, the expenses have changed a little bit, which has to do with the cash flow issues. So I'm dealing with that, but I can deal with that. And that's not necessarily like the problem I'm having. The, the thing that's been bothering me is this podcast. I've been doing it for 120 weeks and I don't really... I started it because I, I love these conversations. Like right now, I feel I'm so happy I started this because I'm enjoying this. And every time I'm in the moment, I'm enjoying it. And I, I, I understand uh, marketing and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, I do it for 
the business and stuff, but that has like a built-in audience. For me, I love talking about entrepreneurship, but it's general. It's pretty general. And if you want to listen, if you want to uh, learn about entrepreneurship, I don't know, Gary Vee's better than me. Um, I talk about a lot of different topics that I'm interested in. I've had people on about, you know, cryptocurrency, like gene editing, uh, 3D printing, all kinds of different stuff that I'm interested in. I reach out to people and so I'm not necessarily gathering an audience and I don't know why, like on all those different topics, there's better places to go than me. And even someone like a Joe Rogan, he, he was on a TV and, and, and stand up comic. And he was on that show news radio before he started. Uh, I'm nothing. And I enjoy it. And I actually, I hired a producer that I had for a year great guy like really talented but uh got rid of him because i had some oh it's a little 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 heady and then i got a new guy for the last three months and he wasn't as talented good guy good head on his shoulders just ugly thumbnails and like no no good ideas and i'm leaning on those people a little bit and i'm paying them and stuff and now just like two days ago i'm out of producer so he left me his cameras i'm, I'm filming it here and everything but um I, I don't know. I was, I was like, what am I doing? Like I could be, what why am I doing this? I'm not making any money, but, but I feel like I'm at that point where you framed it one way. I like talking about adversity as like a superhero movie. Every, they never are just really super. And then they're really, really super. They always, they always have the kryptonite or the bad guy to take them. Down. There's every superhero movie. There's that moment where it looks like they're about to lose. And a couple of years ago, my actual business before I, bought the building and, and got out, out, out of trouble. I was actually like $300,000 in the hole and I had to fire employees and I had to, I had, I bought a house. I had to uh, rent it out and sleep at uh, my, my building and the air conditioning went out. So, cause I didn't pay the bill. So I, I was at a point for like six months in 2018, 2017, 2018. I always forget the year, but pretty recently where I had a great business with lots of sales, but I was, I, I, I was spending too much on ads, too much on payroll. Now, now at three years after that, it was going great because I worked out the numbers. Now I'm working with some new numbers in this new building, but I went through the adversity there and I'm doing, and, and that business is going great. Now I feel like I'm at the point where I'm going some, some, through some adversity with a podcast. And I mean, I think I'm good at it, but I'm just like, oh, what the hell, man? Like, oh, bro. I going? mean, you're, you're dealing with exactly what you need to deal with right now. Right. You need like yeah. you're again, overcoming yourself. That's literally, that's literally yeah. you're, you're doubting yeah. your belief in yourself because yeah. of the numbers and because of this, and it's all bullshit, bro. All that matters is you're, yeah, it's you're, not, it's not like me. Yeah. I'm going through that. Thank you that. for sharing that too. But think about like, think yeah. about the relationships you're building. That is everything. You can't just get on calls with the people that you do just regularly. You have the secret, you have like a secret hack that most don't have. So I try and say this to um, our clients. See, I, I have a podcast production company too. And so mm. I don't have a punk. I don't have well, a company. That yeah. That. I mean, the only reason so, I, I, mean, I might do need this one. in the first place is because <laughs> I just, I started the podcast. I hired people and I was like, I need to create this same thing for people. So the thing is this, bro, is what I say as I go, People don't see the long game in podcasting enough. People see it as I need an ROI because everybody wants things so fucking quick all the time. 
And what this is doing though, like you need, if I've always said, if you're on doing it for at least five years, don't bother because you got to plant mm. seeds and it has to take time. And I'll tell you this, when I started, there were so many people that were more established than I am that have dropped off because they quit. And now I'm like, just trucking along, just continuing on. Dude, mm-hmm. it's the consistency. If you stay on and people see you, mm-hmm. you just keep showing up. It doesn't matter. The right people yep. will hear you and it'll grow. Yeah, there's still very, very little amounts of podcasts. I think there's like on the big scale, like maybe two and a half, three million, not even active podcasts in the world compared to like YouTube channels. There's like tens of millions. And I just say to people, I'm like, get out of your head, do it because you want to do it. It's, it's, it's the long game. And if anything, at the very least, just look at it as the one-on-one relationships you build, because that's everything. And you start to stack that up over the hundreds and into the thousands. Like, dude, you got like this, these amazing connections. And at the very least, that's, that's going to help you grow, but you're going to grow from the Mm. show too. So I would highly recommend where you're at. And sometimes it's hard to see. I do the same. The reason I can resonate with what you're saying is because like, I say this to my team. I'm like, what am I, what, you know, what am I doing? You know, they're like, do you realize who you've interviewed? Do you realize the people you've talked to? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of forget. You kind of forget. Right. But that is, is, that is the feedback from the universe being like, you're doing the right thing. If you weren't getting anybody on your show and you weren't getting any good names, dude, then that's like a little bit, but this is the dance is like, you're at where you're at. And the doubt is like, you're, is going to get spiritual on you here. But like, it's like, your Love it. your ego is trying to keep you down and you know, your higher self wants you to rise, but before you rise, you're going to be challenged and you're going to try and sabotage yourself. You're going to start to have the stories. You're going to have the comparisons, to other people, everything. You're going to start doing things, destructive habits, and that's normal. But it's just a matter of like understanding that and being aware of that and being like, no, okay. My, I, I started this because of this reason. So I'm going to see it through for years. And again, like I say this to people when they're launching podcasts, look at this, like a business, this is a long game mm-hmm. and you have to look at your vision. Like, why the fuck am I starting this? Who am I speaking to? Like, why am I doing this? What is it about? Like, why am I doing this? And if you, if you are clear enough with that, then nothing matters. None of it matters as long as you're, cause, cause the people, even if you change one life, that's all that matters. So my, my invitation right. to you, bro, is I'm going through the same thing. Just, just remember the long game cause you're already successful in business. Right. So I would just say like, this is just, this is like your personal brand accelerator. This is like, this is just like a secret hack that most people don't have and it's essential. So, right. And talking to right. these people, man, I think, I think you're, you, you know, things will change a lot, but just remember to like, just have that perspective as to like the long game because shit doesn't happen overnight. People think, yeah. oh, I'm going to be Joe Rogan overnight. No, man, that's not how it works. <laughs> right. So anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes me feel good. I appreciate that. Cause I, yeah, I kind of know that and I, and I'm here doing a podcast. Yeah. I'm not stopping, but, uh, I'm used to having my producer back there. I got, I don't have anyone, but. Dude, I mean, when I started this, I knew, I knew it was going to be a, a long haul and you've probably done this. Tell me how you think about this and how people listening, if you're listening, Hey, uh, can use this tactic. It's like, 
it's going to be difficult. And uh, you know, it's going to be difficult. Oh, I kind of forgot my train of thought there, but it's like you, it's, it's difficult. And you know that in advance. So you, Oh, here's what I was going to say. You train yourself to get some type of uh, endorphins or, or dopamine when it is difficult. I think I've done that. And like right now I posted a video today, like I said, kind of saying I'm not at the best place. The title was like, you know, I'm kind of lost with my podcast. I've been doing 120 weeks and I just kind of was raw about it. Got the most comments I've gotten in a while just because I feel like people do like raw and people like seeing other people kind of be vulnerable, but I was being real. And um, I'm at that point a little bit, you know, and, and, and I like it a little bit. I, I, I don't because of logic, but the training that I've done to myself where things are bad and I've trained my, try to try, I've tried to train myself. Things are bad. That means you're at like a breaking point. Like it's good. I think I've done a good job training myself like that. Have you, have you ever heard of that or do you advise that or you do that? It's like a training. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. I mean, you just, you just kind of get the, the problem is, is a lot of times we base what we're doing in the present moment on our past. If we failed shit in the past, then we're going to go, oh, well, this is just like that. And it's not. You've never done a podcast before. Neither have I. This is our, you know, I've been doing this for two and a half years, going on three years. You've been doing it for, you know, how many episodes? 120, you know, so you've never done it. So this is, how do we know? How do you know that this won't be super, super, super success? It already is. Who, who is the person that's deciding whether something's successful? It's all a bunch of bullshit. Mm. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Us trying to be say that it has to be a certain way for it to be successful. And that all comes from our own self, our own belief. Yeah. If it's successful, it's because we're happy doing what we're doing right? and we're connecting with people. And I guess, man, like I'm going through my own stuff with, you know, investing things in my business yeah. and not getting the return but at the, all I can do is trust the unknown and trust that if I'm doing my best in the moment, that the outcome is going to be something that serves me. Yeah. That's all I can do. Yeah. Like, that's all we can do. Yeah. And I try not to allow, I've done a lot of work on myself, man, a lot of psychedelics yeah. name it, to, 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 to really help with the stories that I tell myself because we, we have these stories that cloud our lens and they make it foggy so that we're looking at shit and we're not actually present because we have the past sneaking in. And I'm just really working on trying to give every single moment a fresh, clean canvas because we're, when you're present, everything is brand new. That's the key is that every opportunity, every setback, everything happens. It's a new opportunity. It has nothing to do with the past. So I've been like learning that especially talking to people, even like Bradley, as we were talking, had him on today. And like, it's just, it's a perspective, man. He's like, I want these things to happen because then I can grow and I can figure shit out because you're not going to get better unless it gets a little bit challenging. You can't, you have to almost seek it. Most people quit there. And it's, it's, and the, the people that are really crushing it are the ones that are just comfortable with seeing that as, Man, this sucks, but mm -hmm. let's get through this. Right. Let's do this. Right. Because otherwise it would be boring. Right. That's where the training is. Yo, let me say one. Right? Let, me, so, let me say one thing yeah. ask you a question. The uh yeah. the one logical element is a podcast is yes, it takes a long time, all that stuff we just said, but it is a good business model if you 
Joe Rogan's probably still making money off his old old episodes. It's a good business model because you can do it once and it can live on. And in addition, it helps you network and uh, create a personal brand. And even if everything falls, you're still you. So your personal brand is valuable. Those are the logical things I want to say, just maybe to myself about uh, the value of doing it in general. And then- um, Well, and you have content that can be- Produced into micro content right. all over the place. Yeah, this sounds like you have you know, evergreen content. Of course. And I think about this a lot. And it's weird that I think about this a lot, but also I'm I'm married, but I don't have any kids yet. Uh but it your kid like people even if the smallest amount of people like your family or just your kids, they all know so much about you. That's kind of cool. And I just, if, if all, uh, what's the best gift you can give to your kid? Here's, hey, hey, Jimmy, here's 3,000 hours of, of me talking about the world in real time. That's kind of cool, too. Good point. As, as a backup, as, as a backup reasoning. Uh, dude, I mean, my dad, you, your dad passed, my dad died of ALS when I was 12. And uh, I have like a, he wrote us a couple notes and he, I have like a one video. I don't know. And it was all like filtered through my aunt. So it was probably like the PG version. Uh, I, I wish it, it'd be so cool if he had all these podcasts. I mean, I, I would, I would, I would dive in. I mean, so there's at least one other reason why it's cool. That's a great point, you know? And at the very least, like you're, yeah, man, you're, you're sharing meaningful conversations with the world and that's just you being you you get to show up and just be yourself like we're just being ourselves talking yeah and if any think about it if one person listens man like, like 10 people it's amazing yeah you know we forget about that we want millions of downloads and hundreds of millions and you know these are all humans with lives and yeah. if they even take time to listen to go to the gym and they choose your show or my show we got to remember and be grateful for that like we got to really come back to reality and be like, man, if 10 people are listening, like that's 10 people. That's pretty cool. Think about that yeah, in a yeah. room. Like it's, they're listening to you. If 10 people, 20 people, 50 people <sighs> are listening to you in a room, that feels good. right? Yeah. That's like a very successful guy on the corner of the street. That's like up on a box talking and people start coming around yeah. like 10 people. You're like, wow. If you're in it's, New York city and you see a guy in a box with 10 people, you're like, yo, what's that guy saying? Man, that's pretty good yeah right yeah. so like we we these the problem is these expectations of these metrics right. we don't know how many downloads were bought from people there's all kinds Definitely. of bs that goes on hundreds of millions of this and that i get pitched every day do you want Same. to throw your show and downloads and 15 I'm like, in my dms how yeah. many people are doing this like it's like a huge business and i've been told big names have been, and it's like i don't want to get into that but it's like all right. You can usually tell. This is crazy. You can usually tell. This is crazy. If you care, you can look at like other platforms. Dude, I did a I did a loop once. It's like you buy, it's like you they put you on a thing and it's like follow him if you want to win this thing. I did that. I did that once. And now I get them all the time. And I dude, I want to do them sometimes. Yeah. I want to yeah. do them, but I just don't, I just don't anymore because it's just so stupid. Well, with the podcast though itself, it's like that's the thing is like where I was going and I agree. I, what I, where I was going with that was just like, we have these and I go through this too. And I'm just glad we're talking about this because this like helps me have perspective yeah. as well. Cause I get, I, I just think we care too much about the numbers and we, we look at the Lewis yeah. houses of the world and I'm like, whatever, man, you're 10 years ahead. 
You know, yeah. I, I keep telling myself, I'm going to pass that guy one day. That's my <laughs> goal. Lewis. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, and I'm like, I can fucking do what he does. Like, what is, you know what I mean? Right. You have to, it has to be that like level of belief in yourself. Of course. And I think we just, so many people fold because of that comparison. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. It's like, who cares where they're at, man? Like, just do your own thing. It's your unique way. And dude, I really believe that that's the key in life. It's like, how long are you willing to believe in yourself? Like, how long are you willing to do it? You have to be like, you quit? have to be like Kanye. You just have to be that Kanye is one of my favorite. Relentless. I love Kanye West. He's probably my favorite person on the planet. And, and, and honestly, yeah. Trump's kind of like that too. It's just, you're delusional in your own self-belief. And to me, yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I, I love it. I, I want uh, Kanye's smart dude, man. Well, if he, like, if he didn't have, which he does, so it's hard to say. His incredible music talent. He's my favorite. Rap, he's my favorite musician. I, I'm, I'm a huge Kanye fan. Um, if he didn't have the music that was so amazing, he would just be some maniac. You know, would know him. But yeah, he is. He's, he's definitely a genius when it comes to marketing and stuff. But like, if you just break it down, the belief in himself is special and inspiring. It makes me warm inside. Like everyone should not like always think you're right but you rotate yourself in in a way where you can always frame that you believe in yourself yeah i i think i i agree i just think we got to be student humble students of life always be willing to learn always be learning willing to learn from everybody regardless of if they're ahead of you or behind you can learn from everybody you can learn from the homeless guy on the street you know, maybe they were rich one day. You can learn from the person at the grocery store. Like you can learn from people, man. If you're a humble student of life all the time, you'll get places without judgment of people. You don't know the shoes that they've walked in. Right. And I think, I think people tend to think that because you get to a certain level of success that you can only learn from people that are like, you know, a celebrity like figure. And it's just not true. I think there's a lot to learn from people. And there's a lot to learn. And I think the belief in yourself is not like acting like you know everything. It's just like knowing like, I believe I'm clear enough in how I feel and that I'm in truth that whatever I do is going to work out. Trusting the unknown. And this was a thing when I was in doing plant medicine, ayahuasca. It's like, yeah. it's all you have is you have to trust the unknown. You have to trust that the fear is going to bring you something on the other side of that. And that your, your commitment to believing in yourself will be rewarded because if you're not living in truth and believing yourself, then you're living someone else's story. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. So I admire somebody that's like believes in themselves so much, but I also admire someone that believes, but is willing to listen and learn too, because then you can take all this stuff and you can be better which will give you more belief in yourself. But if you're closed off, right. I know everything. I, I only listen to these. Then people. you're lying. I, I'm spiritually woke. It's yeah. like, you're not, you're missing the point. If you think you know everything, you're missing the yeah, point. I call life. them. I, I like to call them uh, cobwebs in the back of your brain where like, you yeah. don't, you don't let yourself go there. So you just block off that part of your brain and you don't like to have deep conversations and, and it, and it just holds you back in every way. Cause you don't, 
communicate well with yourself. And that's that's not the yes. that's not the best way to that's not the best way to be. You let me ask you about the ayahuasca stuff. All right. So you <laughs> you because know, like I all right. So you said like you had addiction to drugs and alcohol. Are you sober now? I'm not sober okay. to alcohol, but I've definitely got control of that. Okay. Cause because some of my favorite people, you you fall into this category. My favorite people in the world are people who were like so you shouldn't, if you have a problem, you have to deal with that one problem. And maybe you don't have to be dead sober. Like you deal with, I actually have a friend who's an alcoholic and he doesn't drink anymore, but he does everything else and his life's back on yeah. track. Like, so, but I love people who are sober and then like still go to, to weddings and parties and are just as fun. I love that. I respect that so much. But, um, but uh, this, the people with cobwebs, uh, they do not like to do psychedelics or ayahuasca, I think, because that's opening up those cobwebs, and they don't like that. And they, they might have a bad yeah, trip or whatever. I did. I did shrooms twice in my trauma. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did shrooms twice in my life. I never really did it. I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, I'm just feeling. I'm so open right now. Uh, I did. I never really did it in college and stuff. I, like, I just never got around to it. Uh, did it once. It was like. Um, didn't really do that much with this one that I did it one time recently with my, with my friend and we said, we're going to do it once a year. And Oh my God, it was incredible. Like I, all these amazing thoughts I had, I, I remembered them all and, and I just felt so incredible open to the world. Um, mm, and, and, beautiful. and now me and my friend both said, we said, we, didn't fear ourselves in the in the moment we didn't um we didn't do it and then like be see ourselves and be scared we once we once we sobered up we 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 said i remember how i felt and um i'm comfortable with myself and that felt that was a good that was that's a good sign i feel like and the, mm -hmm. and i feel like the people with the cobwebs they 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 don't like it. They have the bad trip. They won't do it because they don't want to go to the deepest parts of the back of their brain. Um, and, and they're just it's, not comfortable dude, there. It's tough. It's tough. And that's beautiful share, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, can't believe I, I can't believe I shared that. That's one. awesome. I, um, mushrooms are, I mean, the psilocybin. Is, is this different? Is like, is like, is what is the ayahuasca different? Well, this I'm is not the thing that's funny about our society is that alcohol, which is the most dangerous thing in the world, is like sold everywhere. Yeah, mushrooms, the safest. Yeah, out of everything is you know it's getting more. It's 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 medicine, bro. It's not a drug. It's 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 medicine and it helps people. If you, it's all well, about it's serious. I, it is serious because of the people with the cobweb. Yeah, well, it's all set and setting. That's the difference. If you right. do it as a party drug, recreational, yeah, you can drink and do mushrooms. That's a totally different situation. But if you have a set setting and yeah. you have intentions and you go into it with a healing experience, yeah. it's a whole different world. You're getting into things that you wouldn't normally see and feel. And yeah, it's a roller coaster sometimes. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll see stuff, you'll face stuff. But it's the trusting that you'll be okay that allows you to get through and you learn a lot from that ayahuasca is yeah it's it's deep man it's tough how, 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 how much different is it than mushrooms like i would what's, say what are some of the differences mushrooms is a good way to kind of get your toe wet as far as something okay. similar okay ayahuasca is just 
man, this stuff is no joke. You got to have a trained, trained shaman, people that know what they're doing. Yeah. I went to a, a very credible place called Saltara in Costa Rica. Yeah. Amazing. This stuff is like, you go into different dimensions, man. You, you, you really go into it. And what's important is to know that set and setting is everything. Intention is everything. And what it does is it forces you to look at things you may not want to look at. There's stuff that's deep. Like I like your cobweb thing. Cause that like, mm-hmm. to me, what comes to me is like a trauma. So you got all these cobwebs mm-hmm. and that's a great metaphor for trauma because it's like it your bounces back. You kind yeah, of get dude, it's there. Like, it's like, it's like that. You gotta get all the way through it. This is what it's like is like the, during the experience. Well, first of all, during our everyday lives, it's easy for us to bypass our feelings and drink and whatever your addiction is to kind of numb yourself and move on. It's easy to come compartmentalize what happens in the, in the medicine space, particularly ayahuasca is that those cobwebs, are put right in your face yeah. and you're like, Oh shit. And if you can't, and you panic, you, you will Bad go trip. into chat. You will go into challenging situations where you'll feel like you're stuck and you're never coming out. The best thing you can do is breathe through it and trust and ask from a level of curiosity instead of like, why is this happening? Be like, Hmm, what is this teaching me? Like, what can I learn from this and breathing through it? And eventually things calm down, but it's easy to get caught in that fear. And then the cobweb, you're going to feel it. You may cry, you may puke, you may do all the things, but it is going to move through, but you're going to feel it and you're going to move through. That's the beauty of it is that psychedelics aren't for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you've done a lot of the work, I've done a lot of different healing modalities, psychedelics. I was called to especially ayahuasca and I needed to do it for me. Mm-hmm. It will show you things that you need to look at. And mm-hmm. when you feel them and you, you can move through them, then you can, you won't, these things won't show up as much and your, your addictions won't be as present. Because if you mm. listen to Gabor Mate, a very great doctor who deals with addiction, talks about addiction is rooted in trauma. That's pretty, you know, a lot of the addiction. So trauma. What, whether it's, or the cobwebs, it could be a small one from something that you didn't even realize somebody embarrassed you as a kid. And now you've been trying to cope with this thing over the years to kind of like uh, diverse, some sort of diversion from feeling that thing. And then alcohol comes and you're like, Ooh, box it. I'm, this is what happened with me. There was so much shit in my teen years and younger and uh, alcohol came and I was like, Ooh, yeah. This is, I feel like a different person. And then you create this new persona and you're like, I don't know how to act without it. And then what problem is, is like, if you haven't dealt with the root, which is the trauma, then whether you take alcohol out or whether you don't, there's always going to be something that you're going to numb yourself with. So when you deal with the trauma, sometimes it's hard. When you deal with that, sometimes, most times the addiction won't be as present anymore because you've dealt with the underlying issue. But sometimes Mm. people think that it's, it's the alcohol, it's the drugs. Mm. It's usually something deeper. So Mm. to go back to ayahuasca, mushrooms, whatever, these things that force you to look or feel these things that you may not want to feel or may not have even known of because they're so deep in our psyche from when we were kids or our past in, you know, generational trauma from family, we, it's been shown that we've carried that over. Mm. It's wild what goes on in our brains. So what I've learned is there's plenty of modalities to move through this shit, 
but psychedelics is one of these things, particularly ayahuasca and other things too, that allow you to really face it. it takes a true warrior to sit in that and mm-hmm. get through it. But I'm telling you, when you finish, you feel like a different person because yeah. you've worked through the stuff, you've given it the space and you move through it with yeah. intention. Wow. And when you talk about the set and setting and the shaman, is that basically, I know it's like preparation. I know I'm about to deal with this stuff and that probably helps when it happens. Is that essentially it? You got to do, you got to do your research and you got to go and understand. You can't just take it like, no, no, no. Like cocaine. No, 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 nothing like that. That's not plenty of that in the past. No, you don't. This is it a doesn't go with thing. those. It's a day. It's a day, right? It's like this you get a like, good night's I did sleep. four nights. It's a proper thing. You want to go into, like, into the jungle or somewhere Dang. that's that know, Central awesome, America, man. South America, where it's legal. It's not legal here, right? I went to a place where it was legal. And, um, you know, you Central America. Here? You think it should be legal here? Well, I just think that. I don't know, I man. think mushrooms. I, I think that there needs to be there needs to be some serious like regulation with like how it's served. Um, I think if alcohol is legal and cigarettes are legal, there's something really wrong with like, yeah, but those, I think those, we're getting those, those don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're getting, I, I kind of, I kind of understand. I'm not, I don't, I'm not for it, but I kind of understand why psychedelics and even marijuana has gone through marijuana is coming back to the mainstream, but is, is, is illegal because people can't do it. The average person, man, they can't deal with that shit. Like they don't listen to these podcasts. They don't, they don't, they're not enlightened. They, they just can't be taking this and then, and then like going out into the normal world with all these, with all these issues in their face. Like, but if you, ta- this stuff isn't, this stuff isn't like addicting stuff. You take, I Oh yeah, of course. You'll of course. never want to take it again in your life. Yeah, like, yeah. But well, my theory is like, there's no, no, there's no it's such thing. That- as a bad trip, you see, you get what you need, not what you want. But, yeah, but then if you, but if you get out of it, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not yeah, no, that's like, good. These if are, you get out of it, if you get out of it, and then you just continue to block it, like yeah. if you weren't expecting it, if you didn't do the prep and you didn't have the shaman and you weren't doing it properly and you went through the experience and you faced all your cobwebs, faced all your demons and traumas, and then you had a terrible trip, you freaked out, you sober up, and then you continue just to block it. Yeah, I think some people do that. Yeah. I mean, totally, man. I think the integration and look, I'm no expert and I don't claim to be, this is, I'm only speaking around like how much I've done and what I've done. I'm no expert, but here's what I do know is just like anything, it's the integration after that matters. You can do all the things in the world, but if you don't, if you read a book and you don't apply what you learn, it's a waste. Yeah. It's the same with this. It's, it's what you put into it and what you're willing, you get homework, you take away, uh-huh. what are you going to do? And you do it. If you don't do it, I mean, it's we, tons of people fall back into it. It's just like, how right. committed are you to, to growth? It's not a one, one, one and done thing. Some people it is, some people it's not, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really important. And the integration is everything. It's more important. Cause if you're just, if you're not integrating, then you're just chasing another experience mm-hmm. and it just becomes recreational. And it is a problem with some of the spiritual community I've seen. Yeah, It's like, you get these answers, but these answers aren't good enough. And I want to keep seeking more. It's just like people uh... get, take a course, they do that, but then they're like, oh, well, I don't, I want different answers. I want this. I want that. Uh, it's like, they, oh, no, just, I think you're different answers. Just, just p- apply what you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the same thing. And again, this isn't, this is just my story of what I've done. Not everybody needs this. 
but for me, it was helpful in my path. And I just like to share what I've been through, but there's plenty of other ways to work through shit in your life. So, what about like a psychiatrist or that's a kind of the same? That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. I don't know. Therapist, therapist. You know what? I know a lot of people that have done talk therapy that have like worked for them, man. I haven't personally, I think I want to, I think it's really useful. I've it's done the same concept, right? You I've done want clinical to get through the cobwebs. Yeah. I mean, I think therapy is great. I can't speak to it because I've never really done it. I've done hypnotherapy. I've done, you know, holotropic breath work. I've done meditation. You know, Joe Dispenza meditations. I went to yeah. his, uh, you know, you still, journaling you still meditate really, a lot. What's that? You meditate a lot now? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's part Every of my, day? it's a staple. It's a, essential. Otherwise I'm a scatterbrain. Yeah. I tried. It's, I try. Oh, I, uh, yo, I have an Oculus. And there's this app called the trip app and it's amazing. It's the best meditation. Like I only do it about probably once a week now, which I'm mad at myself for. I went through a, like a six month period where I did it every day. Um, but the Oculus dude, it has like these little things and it does, it has the breath like come into your mouth. Oh, wow. And you like, there's these little stars and you go, and then you hold it and then you go, and the That's stars that come out of your mouth. So it helps you with the actual cadence of the breathing. And uh, I highly recommend the Oculus for meditation. I was going to say, what um, the hell is an Oculus, bro? It's like, the, it's the, <laughs> I know, I, I get it now. <laughs> I wish I had it like right near me because I could put I get it, on. it now. But yeah. it's like that Facebook, you put it on your face. Uh, it's like the 3D reality thing. Yeah, um, I get it. But uh, yeah, meditation. Uh, a lot of people can't do it because they just sit for two minutes and well, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard because you're getting over yourself. Again, like I said yeah. in the beginning. You're literally overcoming yeah. yourself. And the people that say it's too hard need to do it the most. Right. It it creates a connection to yourself, which creates more freedom, which creates everything within wholeness in yourself. And when you connect to yourself, you create more wholeness and joy, which means you mean you need less from the world, which means you create more, you attract more into your life. Yeah. Which is the yes. crazy thing because you feel whole, you feel love, you feel joy, all those things. Well, then you don't think you need as much. You already are that. Guess what happens? Right. Law of attraction is what you attract, what you yes. are, not what you want. That's what people don't get. So meditation is a great way to like give you the wholeness without you having to do other things. Dude, I saw healing and shit happen in Dr. Joe's retreat that I've never even experienced. Like the, the, that was the, the Costa Rica of, one. No, I was in Denver. Okay. And just seeing like what is ha what happens with people people getting out of their wheelchairs for the first time and walking people like what? testimonials of people healing like terminal illnesses like this shit's crazy man you can't just like talk about this stuff all over the place because people get all oh you can't do that yeah dude i was in the, i saw and i felt what what these meditations do and you realize you're like man we are limitless beings we are conditioned to feel like we can't do shit. Like we need other things to make us feel whole and worthy, but it's not true. If we start with ourselves, awareness and reflect, and we do the meditations, we do the journaling, dude, we can really set ourselves up. And that's why I say to people, start out small, but like, man, if it's one minute a day, that's a win. Go two minutes, three minutes. If you can condition yourself consistently to do it, your whole life will change. I promise you that. Yeah, I've, uh, a uh, hair standing up my arm thinking about the limitlessness of the yeah. brain. It's so cool. Uh, this might be on topic or might be off topic, but um, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but you're, you did a podcast more recently with 
Elizabeth April. And she was, <laughs> and she was saying, I just, I, I admit, I didn't listen to the whole thing. That's a random one. Say, That's awesome. Let me set it up. It, it was more recent, you know, and I, and I, but for the audience, uh, I turn it on this casual, you know, you, this casual, pretty girl just chatting. And she says, yeah, when I was 10 or when I was a kid, I was abducted by aliens. And then I was, I learned a lot from them. And, um, and then, you know, when I was around 10, like everyone thought I was weird. So I, so I stopped doing it. And then, you know, I stopped, I stopped thinking about, you know, I acted like it didn't happen because everyone thought I was so weird, but it did happen. She was so confident that it happened. And I didn't listen. I, I, is I didn't judge because I don't judge and, and I, and I'm open-minded. I recently had a hypnotist on my, a hypnotist on my podcast who told me about remote viewing and how you can see what's happening through other people's eyes and you pick up the, the waves. It sounds a little kooky to me, but I, but I, I don't judge. Um, is anything like that related to the power of the mind or like, am I off topic? No, bro. I mean, no, I appreciate it. I don't get to talk about this stuff that often and I like to just talk about shit like this because yeah. you know, everyone, I always end up talking about adversity and it's nice to talk about other yeah. things. Um, yeah. Like she, I was following her content on YouTube and Instagram for a while. She's got a massive loyal following and I was intrigued because she asked to go on Joe Rogan show and he's like, you need to take some pills or something <laughs> like she was because he answered. Yeah, or something. I don't know what happened, but I don't know, man. I'm after realizing what is going on in the world and what we've been taught up until now that there's been a lot of untruths that we've been taught over the years. And the way I look at reality is I'm open to all possibilities. If somebody is saying something happened, man, I, I'm going to listen to them because what the fuck do I know? Especially with I, her level of conviction. Well, she was saying... She How do saying, we know, why would man? I lie about this? Why would I lie? If I was going to lie, I would lie about this or this. She knows too much. And how, how can I say just because, how can I be ignorant and deny somebody that could be potentially their truth because I think that it's bullshit? Look, right. I had the same skepticism too, but- Yeah, it's easy to be skeptical of that. But even, but then I'm like, hold on a second. This is, you know, I've learned to open up and be like, oh, okay. This, this, this seems crazy wild to me, but how do I know? How is she able to tap into this? She does readings for, she used to do readings for people. And I'm like, this, this is, this is, this is wild stuff, but who am I to say it's not true? I don't know. Do you, do you, after talking to her, um, and being open-minded to it, of course, do you have any type of uh, conclusion or, 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 or final thoughts? I, I think, I think she's telling the truth. I don't know enough about what she's talking about to really, yeah. I, I, I think that there's more to the alien, whatever that is, than we, we may know in our awareness. I think it's, I think it's more frequent. I think this kind of shit happens more, but people can't talk about it because of the very reason they get called crazy. And I think whatever that is, I don't know if, aliens or whatever the hell it is. I I'm just open to it. Maybe, maybe I'm too open. I'm too optimistic. I just like to trust people that what they say is true until they give me a reason not to believe them. You know, do you believe in, do you believe in God? Oh, so much, man. Deep in my yeah. heart, deep in really? my heart. But that, that is God to me is like, 
is let me ask you, let me re, let me reframe the question actually yeah do you believe in the god from the bible i don't believe in organized religion i don't believe that that for me i believe the god, the god from the bible was a dick he, yeah. he drowned all those people and he was always giving people like ultimatums and 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 uh, I, I think the Bible was written in a way that the message is unconditional love, depending, it doesn't matter great who, stories. Who, who, whether it's Jesus or Buddha, whatever. I think it was, this is my opinion. Don't I hope nobody gets mad at me for this, but if they do, whatever. <laughs> I believe we'll get this episode that, canceled. That'd be good I believe me. that things, religion was created out of fear. And I think spirituality is a place of love. Anybody that tells you that you have to be a certain way to receive love or be accepted is not, is not love. It's not from a place yeah. of love. And I don't believe that that is the way it is. I think the message of Jesus and any spiritual teacher is unconditional love. Seek that within other people. And firstly with yourself. And I believe in God. I believe we all are we all are connected to source to God. Like that's, I've seen it. And if you don't believe in that stuff, go do psychedelic, go do on a yeah. deep trip and you'll see, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Yeah. All the atheists out there. I, yeah. I respect you. I've, I've, I've always, I've always considered myself an atheist, but I think it's because honestly, <laughs> again with Kanye, I swear to God, Kanye is maybe more religious, just like open up my eyes. But, I, when I when I say that, I mean I don't believe in the God from the Bible, like the literal figure who talked to people and stopped talking to people, like the Bible version yeah. of God. But there's so many unexplicable things, and there's so much. I I believe spirits linger for like a like a little bit after they die, uh, which is like there's a lot of people even ghosts and stuff like that. Like I I don't know about that. I got this weird phone call after my grandpa died. It was like static, and it was my grandpa. And he said, yo, yo. And I was like, what the fuck? And then like, I was like, oh my God. And then uh, it was real staticky. And then dude, every time I tell the story, I lose everyone. And then this is just what happened. It said, uh, yo. And my grandpa always said, yo, yo. And then it said, let's get some bitches. And I hung up because I was freaked out. But my grandma <laughs> did die. It's like the worst story because that's just what happened. That's hilarious. But but he was, his last words were Loretta, which was my grandma's name, who died before him. So I'm thinking maybe he's like, I'm about to go get laid like with his wife. Um, I don't know, man. But I do believe spirits linger. There's just many unexplainable energies. I believe in energy. I believe in I, mo yeah. momentum and, and, and home court advantage in a sports game. Like that's energy. Like, well, we are energy, bro. That's what we yeah, are. And we're I believe in something to like a that. higher energy. And until you do, until you connect to yourself, you won't connect with God. You're, you are like, we're all pieces of God. Like we are connected to it, but people are too fixed on the, the external world, the, all the things when you connect to yourself and you go deep, you realize that there is more to this than just that. And again, I say, you'll realize that if you do a deep ayahuasca trip, that there's more than this reality than people think. And that's, you know, do take, it, that. take it or leave it. But until you have gone to the depths of meditation and you've gone deep within yourself and you're ready to go and face those cobwebs, you can't like, I just, I, I think it's somebody to say, Oh, there's no God. You haven't done the fucking work to even get there. So, right. I mean, I, I respect someone's opinion, but 
you just haven't connected deep enough to yourself to even realize the connection that you have to God, source, universe that is there. There's no doubt in my mind. I used to be the same way. You know, my brother's very religious. I went along many years where I was like, the brother who you lost? No, my older brother. Okay. But I, there was a time where I was like, oh, it's all bullshit and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but then I realized I was like, oh no, I get it. Started practicing yeah. gratitude, meditation. And I was yeah. like, I get it. Okay. I get it. Yeah. And, and um, I just think that religion itself took an idea that was beautiful and turned it into some sort of thing where it Power. was turned against people and yeah. created this fear where it's like, if you don't do Give this, money. burn in this lava. Yeah. You're going to burn yeah. in this lava if you don't do everything we say. What? Come on. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, we're yeah. all here. We're all just trying to figure it out. I love you. I love the way you are. Acceptance of somebody for who they are is love. And that's yeah. what I believe real spirituality, real yeah. religion but, is. Um, you're not trying to rebrand God, which I, I kind of like. Like, obviously, God's been around forever. The God from the Bible is where the name came from i think i don't know but you could say i don't believe in the god from the bible but i believe in all these spiritual energies like that's where i kind of was and then when kanye started you know saying god like i, I kind of knew what he meant and we might as well keep that branding of of whatever it, you know what i mean do you know what i mean it's whatever like you want it to be it's whatever you want it to be whatever you exactly. feel connected to but so for years i was saying i'm 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 spiritual all this stuff I'm, i don't believe in god but what, what, I might as well go with a brand. It's been around forever. I, I think it's just a label you know? that we have. I think the word and God, you have to it's, identify it. That's what words are. Yeah. I think it's like a, it puts it in a box and it has to be a certain way. Right. So you got to get rid of that box. That's the problem with it, that word. Right. Exactly. Know? Exactly. That's but but I feel like in this in this time, um, it's that word. Of, it's kind of cool to keep that word now. It's kind of like nostalgia. I, I agree. I agree. Like I, I'm down. I'm actually like. In the past couple of months, like uh, even like right now, like I'm almost saying it, let's keep the word. And, you know, I'm not convinced anyone, but for me, uh, let's keep the word. It's, it's re like, you know, grocery stores have the same name, whether there used to be little shops here and now they're Whole Foods, like throughout the time, still grocery store. Like, God, that's it's it's not uh, the exact thing that it, it, that it says in the Bible or whatever. All the old thoughts were the fear of the Catholic Church, all that stuff. But it's that energy that we can't explain. And I, I like keeping the branding. I'm gonna yeah, talk about I, myself right now, but I like I it. think I think whatever is true to you and you connect to it, if, if you feel more love connecting to it and whatever word you want to use, great. I mean, man, we all know when we feel joy or love or happiness and we're in that flow or in that like that feeling. I mean, that's God to me, you know, like yeah, being connected. And whatever you want to call it or however you want to do it, I mean, shit, I don't know how it's different for everybody. That's the problem is we try and conceptualize everything into this word or this idea that has to be the same for everybody. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. How do you feel? What connects you to it? You know, and that's, if that's true to you, then that's perfect. But again, comparing, we need a word to communicate it. Somebody's like, well, yeah, exactly. God, but like yeah. somebody else's God may be a different thing. And you're right, though. I like the word now because I have a different perspective on it. Yeah. Because I, like I just say it. Too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bro. All right. Nice. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite book? It's <sighs> a good question. Just randomly fucking. <laughs> book. Um, 
<laughs> I saw honestly, I saw those books behind you. And uh, I've been reading more on paper lately. And what is my thought, what is my favorite book? Like of all time or all time? Uh well, I would say the book that changed my perspective and got me on like a different spiritual path would have to be the power of now. I'm not going to say that's my favorite because I have different books for different things. Okay. Um, Who's the author of that? I've heard of it. I've Eckhart never Tolle. It. Okay. Um, the untethered soul is a great book. Yes. I, I, I have listened to that. I've never I mean, read it. Things like think and grow rich, happy pocket yeah. full of money, stuff like that, that taught me how to think about subconscious mind and oh, gratitude God, I love and love the subconscious mind. Yeah. Like do you, that do, you, do you read a lot now still? Yeah. But I've taken a bit of a break. I read a lot for a while. I am like, I'm I've listened, I listened to this really good book. Um, it's called the five levels of attachment Toltec wisdom. It was uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, his son, the guy that wrote four agreements Four agreements is, up there with one of the best I've ever read. Yeah. You've read that, I've right? I've heard of it. No. Oh, dude. If the you're going to do agreements? anything today, get four agreements. It's a short that read. Down. It's amazing. I'm on the um, stage yeah, where I'm like going back to actually reading the paper. So okay. I'm going to buy so it. I would highly recommend four agreements. I believe okay. is a book that every human on the planet should read. He talks about oh. the four things that you should do. It's short. It's sweet. You're going to, it's going to change your life. Um, but his son wrote this book called, five levels of attachment, the Toltec wisdom or whatever. And it talks about the different levels of attachment we have to things and how we bring them. Kind of what I was saying, the stories that we bring into the present, depending on the emotional attachment to those things will mean how strongly our beliefs are about them now. And there's like different levels of attachment. So sports fans, yeah. have this, some have this crazy attachment. That's like a level four. Sometimes you have a little bit of attachment to something, but like, it doesn't really define you, but there's different levels that really define who you are. And you get to understand why do I have that? Why am I so committed to that idea? What is that? You know, I like, like why? And, and I just bought it by the way on Amazon. I just bought you? the paperback. I just bought what did the paperback. You buy? Which one? Uh, four agreements. One? Yeah, four agreements. Well, yeah, the other I just, one I was talking about is his son wrote the four levels. Of sorry, life. I zoned out a little bit because I was buying a book. No, that's okay. That's, but, dude, that's I love a that great attachment place. thing. I love that attachment thing because tell me how this relates to it. Because I grew up loving sports. I love sports. Like I, I love sports, but I don't really as much anymore as I've kind of matured as I got older because it's childish. Like oh. Go team! Like I'm watching a bunch of guys younger than me go play a game, get paid and, millions. Yeah, and like, hey, I mean, I get it. I love it. I, I I think it's cool. I still, I still check the standings, and like, I still play. Actually, fantasy football with my friends is a way to keep in touch with my friends. I go home every August, uh, back to Philly, where where I'm from, and see all my friends for the weekend and do the draft. It's like my thing. Now I st- I play. I set my lineup for fantasy football, but on Sundays. I'm just at the office working, doing my thing. And then I check the scores later. Like I, I save so much time by not watching sports and it's childish to just, uh, Oh, my week is ruined. The Eagles lost. My week is ruined. Is that kind of, uh, what that's a level of attachment. On? Yeah. Like there's, childish. You, so you go somewhere like London, somebody that, you know, football watches soccer and man, it's you. like, it's like a diehard 
they get so their identity is so tied up into that character that sports is literally it. There's some people that, oh, I'll watch a game. Oh, they lost. Oh, well, okay, it's over. I don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. I agree with you. As I played hockey my whole life, and yeah. I found now that I care less about sports because I'm like, what am I? Why do I actually care about this? Yeah. I, if I'm, I found when I drank and I go to bars more, I care more about sports because I kind of get yeah. kind of stupid and drink some beers, eat some wings. It's, it is know? fun. It, it can great. be a form. I, it can be a form of it's. It's great meditation. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's a form of fun and escape. Fun, I, that, fun. But that's what exactly. it is. It's an escape. It's exactly. like okay, great. But what at what level are you attached to that? Are you gonna give? Are you gonna go home and like, you know, <sighs> punch punch your significant <laughs> other or your 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 friend in the face because? Your team lost. <laughs> well, that would be like a level five. I'm if laughing because that's insane. Yeah. But people do that. Like they're like, they're so they, they won't do. let it go. But this what happens in life is like people have these levels of attachment to things. And you see it even now on social media. People get so wrapped How? up in the story. Like, I will not change. I am this. I am this. And it's like, what are you? Are you just you're not that? Yeah. It's the same thing when people say, a good buddy of mine said this to me. He's like, a lot of people that are depressed or go through different things, they call themselves, I am depressed. It's like, mm. you're not, you aren't depressed. You're feeling depressed, mm -hmm. but almost like we attach to the idea and we become that. And mm -hmm. there's so many things that Victim. we do. And it's like, what level do you bring that into your reality? And I think sports is a really good analogy because he talked about it. And I was like, oh man, this landed. And and this kind of stuff is like what we're dealing with. And it's important to be able to let things go, man, and to be open to new things and new knowledge and challenge your beliefs. The worst thing you can do is not challenge your beliefs. The best thing Got you can it. do, I think Mark Manson talks about this. He's like, if you believe in something, the best thing you can do is, is have somebody that is completely opposite and challenge yes. your beliefs because you're not only, either you're going to change your opinion or you're going to get better at your argument. Yes, yes. Otherwise you become so one way and you become part of this echo chamber where everybody just agrees with the same shit and you don't learn anything and just becomes yeah. this like craziness. Right. And, Dude, yeah. So important. Yeah. I think, I think it's interesting that, okay, you know, we understand the sports argument, yeah. the sports conversation, politics is team. Everyone's on their team. Everyone's on their own team. Right. Like, but politics is different than sports as far as being on a team, because it's like real issues that might like touch your own world. Like abortion, gun laws, taxes, all this stuff. Like it's easier to just root for your team than it is to, Oh, I'm pro or against abortion. And all of a sudden someone in my life needs one. It actually can touch you. So it's harder to just be on a team. It like touches you more. And that's sports. I love Notre Dame football. I don't know. I just do because it's fun. It's just a team I love. And my grandpa liked them. It's like kind of my family's thing. I understand how stupid it is. I don't love any other team. But I always say it's, it's an irrational love. Anyone ask me, who's your favorite team? I say I irrationally love Notre Dame football because it's silly. I, but I don't do that with politics because it's more serious. It's more, it's not the most important thing in the world, but it's like, I'm not going to just, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in love with this idea. And then whatever these guys say, cause yeah, wait, no man, like you have to think you have to be open and it's hard for people to do that. I guess if they're not, if they don't have politics is a good example of 
of being attached to something just because yeah, but it's it like is. it's like all these things it's like okay i'm yeah I, well I, you have I to have either a, be all in one right. side or all in the like, other i have a like, so like stupid. I'm, I'm just making up a fake person like i have a gun i'm very much pro guns and i'm a big gun guy but i'm but i'm a democrat and then like uh bull but my side i'm a, Oh, I'm on my side saying this one thing I that I actually believe in. It's like really screwing with my head, man. Like it's harder to do it. Yes, politics is team. It's it and that's obviously a problem. It's either um, you're with us or you're against us. And, and that's, that doesn't that have makes to it be real like weird. It's it doesn't have to, to be, be like that. It's easier to be like that in sports because it's funny. But in politics, it's not funny and it, it's actually a problem. And uh you're Canadian? Yeah. Yeah, America. You you, uh, you know, our, you know us. Our, uh, oh yeah i mean don't even get me started with our shit that's going on up here yeah i think it's uh the niceness right like um uh, being nice is a good thing but yeah, being but... nice being nice about every single thing doesn't let you face though they're avoiding you from a facing adversity yeah i mean the whole dynamic of you know united states and canada we're just like the little brothers that just kind of like just do whatever. And I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm grateful to be Canadian, but there's a lot of issues right now that um, I'm not happy about um, that's going on in the world. That it's really disappointing, you know, really disappointing to see. I never thought would come whether, you know, you believe it or not, there's shit going on in the world right now that people like to deny and have their head in the clouds, but it's, you know, things are, things are heating up and, um, you know, it is what it is. It's what we're dealing with. But man, I never thought we'd be dealing with some of the shit that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm semi-familiar. You don't need to go deep into it, but just give me one. Like, is it the speech thing? Oh is yeah. It, what, what's Jordan? I mean, Peterson? it's a lot. It's a lot. Was like, like that was like five. It's years a lot. Ago, like so, it's a. I would compare it to like California. What's going on? Mm. You know, like it's um, power control. Yeah, you know, it's. Honestly, I think those people do come from. Okay, there's a group of them. A lot of them are power hungry, and they love mm-hmm. the control. But the but the minions in that group, they're nice, and they're 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 kind, and they don't they don't want people. They to have go. the best intentions. Yes, that's what I mean. Do, but they just they, are lost in the shit, the manipulation of it. They the 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 adversity, everything that you talk about, the the fear and the problems and the facing the problems and, and facing the cobwebs and putting your problems in front of your face. Like you said, um, they don't want that because it's painful and they don't want people to be go through pain. It's just, it's just, it's niceness to a, to its biggest flaw, which is not letting people develop as human beings and living their best lives. Well, and instead of looking at it or having an open dialogue, it's cancel you. You say something wrong, no forgiveness. You're just done. That's not the way. Yeah. How do you learn about somebody? How do you get to learn? How do you heal? How do you fix the problem without understanding the person? You don't. This is how we have to move forward is we have to understand the person that says something different. Why they think this way instead of like, shut up. You don't believe in this. You're canceled. You're offended. It's like a, it's like a gut check. It's like a, Oh, I like this stuff. I like this stuff. I hear something I don't like. You have to train your gut to Take the little punch. Ooh, I didn't like that. But then be, it's a training. I think it's a training. You get a gut punch of something you don't like and you have to train yourself to go, okay, Yeah, I'll you, listen. 
you have to have the openness to listen to people and understand and get curious around why they're saying this. It's a human with a story and they're saying it for a reason. So if we just shut everybody down, how are we going to fucking learn anything? How are we going to grow? It's impossible. Like, yeah, that's the problem. It's like censoring stuff. Isn't the issue is, is, is a big issue. It's, it's not the right thing. And I mean, I know everybody talks about Rogan talks about this, you know, Patrick bet David talks about this. The only way for us to learn and get better is to have open dialogue and open conversation. Huh? You believe that? Interesting. Why do you believe that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, because if we don't, we're just hiding our, from our insecurities. Because what happens is somebody that triggers us, all it's doing is highlighting some sort of fear, insecurity within us. And instead of dealing with it, we want to shut it down. It's literally trauma trauma in the making. Yeah. It's like we're living Come in us. a traumatized world, bro. Everybody wants to shut down the option of having to be uncomfortable. Instead, just close those oh, off so no. I don't have to feel this. So we can just no. hide and all get together. It's both sides are like this, both sides of the spectrum. For sure. And like, you know, the right, the left, uh, you know, it's there. There's both, both, <laughs> both sides, you yeah. know, and it's like, it's it's just an interesting time i don't know shit about politics i'm not going to claim to but like yeah. i just know this i know i'm noticing people and i'm noticing how we communicate and our communication with each other and understanding the opposite person and what they believe in is important and if we yeah. don't do that man it's gonna it's it's not gonna be pretty you know moving right. forward right it's easy to think about it in the short term but a lot of a lot of time ahead for human beings and we got to be able to uh handle that stuff because we won't advance we won't advance if we don't bang together to make fire or whatever the whatever the you know cliche phrase is great ideas come from from friction and um that's what i think you're doing with your podcast man i love what you're doing dude this is like this has been one of my favorite this is this my this is my podcast right i kind of zoned out man like this is been so awesome i bought a book i bought a book like this is usually when you're a guest like uh said people ask you about adversity and stuff like that i kind of today i was kind of just like fuck it like i told you before you came on i was uh, i said i'm gonna do the introduction i'm not gonna say like at the end you know i i'm I'm just in like this different zone today and uh it's awesome that's that's you hit me at a good time i feel like and uh I feel good. I feel good about this podcast. And also, I don't give a fuck because that's like the zone I'm in. I don't have a producer. I don't even know how I got two cameras. I don't even know how I'm going to uh, get this thing done. But um, I mean, I get my guys. I'll do it if I, if I need them to. But I'm, but I'm looking for. But yeah, dude, I'm at a I'm at a point with the podcast. And I was talking about today where. I just feel good. I feel good about this, man. And, and, awesome, and I love what you're doing. I love what you're Thanks, doing. Thanks, man. Thanks. I had a great conversation. You'll have to come on mine. We'll, talk, we'll, we'll jam about we'll jam about it, everything again. I, uh, I like this, man. I like to just talk about shit, you know? Um, yeah. I, like, I, mean, I, I, forgot I, end up talk- I forgot to say this in the beginning, yeah. but I didn't, yeah. um, I purposely like didn't prepare for this. Yeah. That was sometimes the, that was the, the mood best. I was in today. It's sometimes yeah. the best. I I'm the same. People ask me, how much do you prepare? I'm like, I have to go with my gut. And it's funny because right. Rogan was talking about this too. And I was like, damn, he understand. I know exactly what he means. It's like, you got to go with your intuition. Like sometimes you have to prepare more than there's certain people. I've been, I've been underprepared. Me too. But for me, there's times where I'm like, I feel like I need to really 
learn and know and, and, and understand this person and listen to some stuff. But then there's times where I'm like, like today for Brad Lee, I already, I was like, I'm just going to roll with it. I go with my intuition and, and always this, the times that I just trust the conversation is always the best ones. When I'm overprepared, it's not a, it's not a, it doesn't feel as good. It doesn't feel as authentic. So I always tell people like, know your shit. Like you want to know a little bit, but you also want to have this level of curiosity. Cause I generally like to learn. I don't want to ask questions that I, right. I already know the answer to. I'm like, I, like it might not come off. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's important to have, you know, to know the direction of generally the human you're speaking to what they're right, doing. Right. Like, right. Like uh, look at their page. Or, you it's, know, it's also, it's also good to have leave a level of curiosity. And I recommend make a few jot points because sometimes it's That's tough because like some people, yeah, you're doing great. You do great. <laughs> but sometimes it's like, you'll have people, this is for all the people that are thinking about podcasting. Sometimes you'll have a sudden stop and you might, they're kind of like monotone and you're like, Oh shit. And right. you're like, what do you do? And you kind of forget and it all happens. To ha- and so like, if you don't have a couple points, or if you don't know where you're going to take that next question, it's good to know, all right, how am I going to look this around? So that's a tip for people. It's like, have a couple little notes, but really have a level of curiosity. I'm looking at my couple little notes I have for you. It was just a few jobs. I didn't even get to most of them. Yeah. So like, that means that I didn't need them and that's fine. That's good. (laughs) And that's good. I had, I had Elizabeth April there. I did. I asked you what your favorite book was. I didn't have that written down. Ray Charles um, yeah, was in your Ray Charles is on he's got your back. That's why I <laughs> Ray Charles. I love <laughs> Ray Charles. Oh, and this one fell too. You ever see this for movie? Every, for everybody looking. You know this movie? Remember the Titans? Oh yeah. This everybody, everybody movies. listening, there's Ray Charles in the back of Sean's plays. It's awesome. I was wondering where's this a Kanye, bro? Dude, I, I have one somewhere. Ray Charles I, is dope, man. Ray Charles uh got addicted to heroin and then got clean without Really? Without just, I need to watch got, that movie, dude. He was a oh my god, Jamie Fox, amazing. He was addicted to heroin, and then he they were gonna wean him off, you know, give him a little, little, and he just says no, no, cold turkey, and was like probably not what you should do, but he like stayed up like twelve days in a row in the hospital bed, freaking out, just cold turkey off heroin, and uh, that's what he wanted to do, and he and he got off it. Uh, that's my favorite thing about him besides for his like amazing music. I'm, I'm going to watch that now. I didn't know that. I, I've been meaning to watch that, that movie for years and it's on Netflix. I just haven't watched it, but I'm it's on Netflix that. now. I it's, was I a few a, weeks ago. Maybe it's, I, was, I have a specific list, my top five favorite movies and that's in it. Oh, like, I, love I love hearing movie. movies that people are like, you haven't seen that. You have to see dude, it. Ray, like, yes, I yes, mean, dude, yes. Ray. Yeah. I mean, I love the story. I love the actual guy. And then the depiction by Jamie Foxx, the music. Oh, so good. Yeah, and Jamie brilliant. Foxx. He's oh my brilliant. God. The way he plays him with like the, the little blind, like little movements and stuff nails it. Such amazing. a good movie. Awesome. All right, bro. Lance, this has been amazing. Yo, and we're connected now, right? Like, yeah, brother. Uh, we're doing shit in the future. Stay no, we'll get touch. you on my got, show too. Hell yeah, man. We got, yeah. uh, and we've got great journeys ahead of us. Absolutely. And um, I came into this day a little, a little down on myself and, and and you personally talking to you made me feel better. So I appreciate that. Dude, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. I love chatting with you. I feel great as well. This was, this was a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Go follow Lance. Woo. Google it. Google him. Peace. <laughs>